Welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast with Kevin and Chuck. Today we're going to talk about first aid kits or medical kits. Um, I don't know, there's a lot of different types and you can buy all these pre-made things. You can go to like Sam's Club and buy your $20 first aid kit. And they always come with those big honking plastic tweezers and all this crap that's not good for anything. Um... I guess we're kind of going to get into, you know, for different locations, one you're going to have in your house for your day-to-day, one you might keep in your car, one that, you know, you might need in more of a tactical situation, you know, more with your bug-out bag or long-term, maybe some medications you guys might want to carry. You know, the different stuff to being prepared because a big, you know, something can go from a little problem to a big problem depending on what you have to take care of things. And I guess that's, you know, that's what we're going to get into. So maybe you guys are ready when something comes up. Yeah, I think it's important to um, point out, too, that uh, if you don't know what the hell you're doing, it doesn't matter what supplies you have. It won't be very helpful. Uh-huh. So I think, uh, you know, I was looking at um, uh, triage. Yeah. You know, the uh, the word, basically, it's uh, evaluating can we put letters on people's foreheads? Yeah. That's what I'm looking yeah. for. All well, it's, right. it's, yeah, you're evaluating who, uh, basically, who's going to live regardless of when they receive care. Okay. Who's going to die regardless of what care they receive, and who can benefit immediately. You know, somebody with serious bleeding that, you know, you can bandage up, that's at the top of the list. Put a little duct tape on that mm-hmm. shit, and we're good to go, right? Yep, yep. So I wanted to start out, basically, we'll talk about, um... You know, maybe the types of things you have in your house. What's okay. in your in your closet? What's in your medicine cabinet? What's in your first aid kit? Um, I don't. I have basically a whole closet dedicated to uh, my first aid kit. That sounds impressive. And uh, is it full of tampons? Yeah, there's tampons in there. All right. Yeah, yeah. All right. There's also uh, I think extra things of toothpaste and stuff in there too. But that's that's a side of the point. All right. Uh, but I was kind of uh, embarrassed recently. Um, couple days ago, I was out uh, in the woods with my dog, and I uh, cut his foot up pretty bad. Okay. So he was leaving, you know, bloody paw prints all the way home through the snow. I got him inside, and I had enough to uh, disinfect the wound and, you know, wrap it up with bandages and things like that. But I had to go out afterwards because I didn't have enough, uh, enough bandages for when I changed the dressing. So... I mean, obviously, in a prepping situation, that's not ideal. You won't be able to run out to the first, you know, the pharmacy and grab extra bandages. Right. So, kind of, I had bandages that didn't have the gauze wrap to wrap right. up the wound after I put the bandages. A lot on. of the kids do come with gauze, but I, I was just most of them do. I just the, have used them up the before. Sam, yeah, Sam's Club or whatever, you know, basic yeah. kids. You know, it's not the first first time I've uh, needed to access my my cabinet for something that was uh, somewhat serious. All right. You know, so um, so let's do basically a, a run through on um, what you might want to have in your in your first aid kit in your house. All right. Um, you want uh, adhesive bandages, yep. basically band aids. You know, I like the cloth ones because they don't tape, just right? fall off, fall off. Right. I like paper tape is is really okay. easy to use. You know, it's strong, holds together, but you can rip it with your hands if you don't have scissors right there. Uh, safety pins are also good for that. Um, you want some sort of antiseptic. They have like the antiseptic creams. 
So like iodine or iodine's good. That's what I used for the dog because obviously he's not going to sit there and wait for me to pour uh, you know rubbing alcohol on his paw. You know he's right. just going to look at me like I'm a jerk and try and hide under the kitchen table. Yeah. So yeah, you know when a dog doesn't really understand, doesn't understand. Hey, this is going to hurt. You know you can't warn. Yeah. You can do it to your kid, but you can't do it to your dog. No, definitely like some kind of triple antibiotic ointment. Yeah, it's definitely um, good to have. My wife will always tell you, you don't want all three in one. You want to just use like bacitracin or whatever. Right. And that's because she doesn't want the diseases to become immune to, right. you know, the stuff. Mm -hmm. But just the same, you can't stop everybody else. Yeah. So, And if you know, it's, it's good for a big open wound, like a big laceration. If you don't have any of that stuff and you can disinfect it with iodine or something like that, you can smear Vaseline over the top of it, and that'll help keep the bacteria keep out of it. Yeah, Believe it or not, you, you know what's good for uh, getting rid of infection and, and stuff in a pinch? Honey. Yeah, I've heard that. I've never world, used if it. If you put wild honey on there, you know, regular honey, right. I'm just saying. Regu yeah, all if, honey is If you have honey. regular honey, then you can go get, uh, you know, your... Mm -hmm. You can go to the uh, store and buy some antibiotics. Mm -hmm. Right. But, you know. Right. Um, All right. Go on. Tweezers. Now, there's different types of tweezers. Yeah. There's tweezers that are good for pulling, uh, you know, eyebrow hairs out. or oh, I like those. Hairs out of your ear, like my uh, girlfriend was teasing me about. Maybe I should be using one of those, <laughs> but I don't think I have. Yeah, yet. no. Apparently, that's where my hair's moving. But um, you, for for that, you want you want the narrow nose tweezers. Oh. They're good, better for the uh, splinters. They're better for pulling out ticks. Okay, that's that's really what you want to use. You know what? I find I buy this. I go to like CVS and I buy this Revlon. I think it probably is like your 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 eyebrow tweezer or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I buy this this black Revlon one that uh, really seems to be great for getting in on. Yeah. It has the nice sharp edge for getting in on splinters. Yeah, that's that's I what use you it want. with the kids right. all the time. You know. Yeah, you don't Those want a wide, flat, flat head yeah. for pulling out ticks and things like that. You're just going to end up squeezing the tick blood back into the bloodstream and, you know, risk. Uh, but a little bit more risky when it comes to it. Right. You know, we have... Um, Those little tick pullers now? Yeah, yeah. We have a uh, kind, of, kind of bad case of... Uh, uh, what is that tick-borne disease? A Lyme disease. Lyme disease. I'm blanking out on it. And... Um, you know, my, my kid had Lyme, Lyme disease. you got to be careful with it. You know, I didn't even see him with a tick on him, you yeah. know. Yeah. So um, you want to be careful with that. You don't want to squeeze the blood out of the tick back into you when you're pulling, trying to pull it out. Good to know. Um, thermometer, you know, it's good just for, for keeping track of temperature. If somebody's feeling sick, it'll yeah. be an indicator of... Uh, you know, flu or, or virus or, you know, an infection. If, if one and you know the old school, old school glass thermometer, or they have those little uh, strips mm -hmm. that you put on the forehead, you yeah. know, that, that tell you something like that. Because yeah. the digital ones are cool, but after the EMP, uh, mm -hmm. That's right, that's right. I All have right. two digital thermometers, but uh, They're awesome. I have an They're the an, way to go analog one, right? Right. Yeah. You just have a backup. Um. You want scissors, scissors, sharp scissors that are small, you know, small scissors for cutting bandages, for, for cutting away fur. Now, for, they have those EMT uh, scissors. Mm -hmm. um, yep. Gerber makes a set, I think, a couple of the others, you know, that are like, you know, 40, 50 bucks. Yep. They really cut through anything. Yeah, and they're and that's pretty really useful yep. for a lot of other shit, too. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I don't know, you want to keep them nice, but 
Just saying, it yeah. might be nice to invest in a little bit. Spend a little bit of money for it. You know, there, we buy a lot of stupid things. Maybe that's a good one. So mm-hmm. go on. Uh, needle. Uh, for, you know, in case you have to do stitches. Popping them. Oh, you want... Them no, I actually buy sutures. You can buy... Yeah. Go on eBay or Amazon. They have the suture kits. Yeah, I think uh, you're like the, the sturdy strips, the one that are adhesive. I love those. No, those. no, you can buy the needle and thread and the whole yeah. deal. Mm-hmm. Cheap, like 20 bucks you buy a kit. But you brought up those sturdy strips. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I never knew about them. And the wife, when we first got together, she... I think either found it in one of my first aid kits, it came with it or whatever, mm-hmm. and she stitched up a cut on my finger that was, you know, like an inch long and really deep, mm-hmm. and I was blown away. I mean, it definitely took the place of stitches. Obviously, you know, if the wound's so big, you're not going to be able to, but if you can keep those dry, yeah, they really do an amazing job, and no first aid kit is complete. That's one of the huge ones that I think really pays off that I go to. All yeah. the time with the big cuts. Also, you know, I like to play with knives. <laughs> and let me tell you, more often than not, I end up cutting a, a good finger open. Mm-hmm. So, yep. All right. Yeah, a lot of doctors are using that now for surgery in place of stitches for, okay. you know, they, they're they doing those minimally invasive surgeries I where they do the little small. the adhesive has really changed mm-hmm. where now they really stick. You yeah. know, they really yeah. hold. It's it's not a Band-Aid. It's, no. It's uh, definitely a... Good. Now, now uh, another thing to have is uh, saline solution. Yes. You know, if you have gravel and grit in there, you know, you're not going to be able to wipe it up with one of those uh, alcohol pads, you know. You really need to rinse it out and clean it out. Now, I used to buy, and I, I haven't bought it recently, and I don't think I've seen it in the stores recently, but they sell those cans of wound wash, yeah. which is what yep. you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But those spray cans are awesome. They just get in there and, and clean it out and whatever. And great for the end of the world if you have a couple. Being able to clean things out really well mm-hmm. is going to make a huge difference on whether you get an infection or not. Right, right. I know a couple people that still have yeah. a, uh, still have BBs and rocks under their we skin. We could just keep my over. wife around who will happily scrub out your wounds <laughs> for an hour while you're crying. Let me get the wire brush. <laughs> She didn't like, I remember early on when uh, when we were first dating, I uh, apparently you don't want to work out barefoot. That's a good rule. You don't want to use weights, turns mm-hmm. out. So I'm downstairs late at night, whatever, and rocking the curl bar. And I'm just doing, you know, a couple sets before I go to sleep, make me feel better about life. And in between sets, I set the curl bar on the weight bench. Because I'm, like, facing it. Right. Well, needless to say, there's, like, 75 pounds on there. It rolls off the bench onto my pinky toe. Holy crap. Yeah, I remember Never seeing that. It looked like hamburger. Think, oh, it was bad. So, you know, because I'm all about, you know, keeping things clean, taking care of business. So I just wrap a freaking t-shirt on there and went to bed. I'm like, <laughs> fuck that. It hurts. Uh, and, and she's like, you got to clean it out. I'm like, I'm not looking at it. There might not be a toe there. I don't know. I'm like, let's just go to bed and, and hope it's still there in the morning. I had to like buy like two size bigger shoes for like a month. <laughs> and, you know, I'm rocking that. My feet yeah. have never quite been the same ever well, since. Well, I mean, what are you going to do if you go to the doctor? He's going to be, yeah, your toe's yeah, broken. you're broken. You're fucked, yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, we don't do anything yeah. about it. That'll be $5,000, yeah, please. Exactly. 
That was back before I had insurance. So, mm -hmm. yeah, no, but that's the thing. You got to, uh, you know, really clean things out and try and look out for infection, that kind of stuff. Yeah, because if you don't have a doctor to go to... That's when the stuff matters. Right, that's when it matters. You, know, you right can't just, now, just grab antibiotics at right the... Right now, you know, I, I ignore my cut and whatever. Oh, that got infected. Oh, you have a fever. I go to the doctor. Oh, here's some antibiotics. Don't worry about it. Right. It's all good. Mm -hmm. But... When you're out in the woods. And honestly, the big difference, like you read all these survival stories and you know how everybody mysteriously gets an infection. You know, every mm -hmm. cut leads right. to infection. Well, it's because nobody's washing their hands. Nobody's, your sanitary standards are not the same right. when you're out living in the woods. It's different. Mm -hmm. And things are going to get infected, whereas they're not in your day to day because you're not rolling around in the dirt. Right. You're not, you know, right. you're not never shitting in the woods and wiping your ass with leaves. And wiping leaves. your ass with leaves. And it's a different world. You're going to be exposed to way worse things. You need to be ready. But honestly, none of us want to get an infection. Take care of yourself. Right. But anyway, I'm taking you off task here. Let me... Uh, no, that's that's fine. The other thing I wanted to touch on real quick is um, well, we, pain relievers. Yeah. Well, did you have any other... Uh, what do you got? I got some, some thoughts here. Well, I mean, I, you know, you, you want to... One thing that I've noticed that I go through quick is bandages, gauze, yes. that sort of stuff. Um, you Little know, those pads. You four by four gauze like pads. Squares, yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Even even like two by two, four by four, and whatever, where you can just throw the bandage on it. I know you guys have heard me a million times say quick clot sponge. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, we were just talking about the Israeli uh, battle dress, uh, right. the Israeli, Israeli bandage. bandage. What, uh, what do you think about that? It seems good. They're uh, they're not super cheap, but they're definitely handy to have in your in your kit. Ten bucks. Yeah, so, yeah. You're gonna be you know if you're if you're looking for for a couple of them, you're gonna be spending you know a few bucks, but you know it's worth having in your in your kit. You yeah. know if you can wrap up something, it's kind of like an ace bandage. It's uh, okay. not and adhesive, are good but it too. stretches. You know, buy the, mm -hmm. the kind of. You know, the ones you think of, the pink ones that wrap with the little metal clip for your sprained ankles right. and whatever. Just being able to put pressure on something can make a big difference. Right. Um, and you can use those maybe in a pinch as the cheaper version of the Israeli bandage. Mm -hmm. um, um, yeah, that, that's good. Uh, something that's going to keep pressure on it, though. The Israeli bandages are elastic, and it comes with a... Um, I don't know what they call it. It's like a little bar there that you can okay, tighten you can it up. Twist it. Yeah. So you can kind of regulate the pressure. Um, you know, if it's a big gushing wound that you need to get to a hospital, and, you know, that's the best way. You know, wrap it up nice and tight. Um, keeping pressure on a wound like that is, is keeping the blood on the inside is yeah. is the priority with those blood kinds of things. Inside. Yeah. You want it on the inside, not on the outside. Oh, I've been doing this wrong. <laughs> um, but I wanted to touch on. Uh, Medications. You were Medication. I want to talk talk about pressure or uh, pain relievers. All right. Um, everyone always says Tylenol. You know, keep aspirin in there, and yeah, that sort of stuff is fine. But that's not um, that's not gonna if if you it, you have something that can be cured by aspirin or Tylenol, just suck it up. Don't be a bitch. Oh, you know. Shit. Just <laughs> you don't a little, need aspirin. A harsh. Kevin. Yeah. Whoa. If you if. If you got something wrong that, that aspirin could fix, then you're, you don't have something wrong. Now, I know we've actually talked about the number one killer throughout history, diarrhea. Diarrhea, okay. All right, um, anti-diarrhea 
anti-diuretics. Huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The anti-diarrhea stuff. Yeah. Yep. Huge. Makes a big difference. I mean, you know what? You don't want to talk about it. It's gross. You never know. But... A lot of people when shit you're to dying, death. And that's not how you want to go. Death. Yeah. And especially when you're drinking questionable water. Mm-hmm. When you're, you know, all this stuff. If you can take a little tiny pill that's nothing to store... And honestly, they're really pretty inexpensive. Right. And that when your water source is question, questionable, you don't want to be dehydrated either. You know? Yeah. You want to have uh, clean water to drink. And if you've got diarrhea, you're going to have to replace a lot of that water fast. Um, laxatives. I've never had that be an issue in my entire life. So I don't really know that it's that important. Mm-hmm. But I always see it in the thing. Yeah, well, um, I drink coffee and now that I'm getting <laughs> now that I'm getting older, antacids, yep. not a bad thing to have. Uh-huh. I don't know if they're going to be a life or death thing, but they can make take the pressure off and make things right. feel a little better. Right, I know that's going to help. Um, it's not too hard to get um, higher grade uh, pain relievers on the black market. Keep you're, your eyes open. You know, every I'm telling time, you, you're always right to the black market. I'm That's telling you I that it's not do. hard to do. I'm not saying I where to get it, it's not but hard to do. But why do we? Uh, oxycodone the counter. Um, hydrocortisone is good for when we're back in the regular CBS or whatever. Right. Um, uh, what else do I like? Uh, yeah, like cortisone is a big one. Um, Oh, with uh, medication, uh, shit, uh, stuff for allergies, Benadryl, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Yeah, that's important oh. uh, for, for bee stings and bug bites, that sort of thing. Uh, you know, oh, you know what I wanted to touch on was uh, um, hydrogen peroxide, okay. H2O2. That's um, not the ideal disinfectant. Really? Yeah, it does. And why is that? It does damage to the tissue as well as really? the infection. That's yeah. why it always turns white and nasty. Yeah, and, yeah, and you know your skin skin but you know what peels up. The awesomest thing, though, I gotta point out: when you get a splinter and you put peroxide on it, mm-hmm. it just brings it right up. Does it? Yeah. Oh, All that's right. the awesome. So if you're have like to try that. digging and you can't get in the freaking skin, mm-hmm. you know, and you're like, "Oh, that's buried so deep. I'm just gonna leave it, and I mm-hmm. don't care." Put peroxide on it and go back in an hour. And it'll come right out, because mm-hmm. it like it expands like the wood or something, yeah. and it rises right. right up. Yeah, I used oh. to know a guy that uh, that would um, use his mouthwash, and that always grossed me out. That is gross. You can get mouthwash too. That's just as cheap as hydrogen peroxide. <laughs> it's gross. Don't put that in your mouth. No, I mean no. yeah, it'll work. It's I'm just going gross. to say technical foul. Yeah, it's gross, man. All right. Now, I do have some, some things I could add to the list. Do you want to keep going? You no, keep going. Stuff? Go ahead. You're Go all right? Ahead. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, safety pins can be useful. Might be a cool thing to throw in there. Yeah. Um, just like if you're trying to work out a sling or do something cool. Mm-hmm. Help hold the it bandages together in place. There. Yep. Um, not something I've ever had in mind, but I, I read it and I was thinking about it is... Those aluminum finger splints. Yeah. You break a finger, it holds it all in place nice, it's easy. The thing is, if you can go to a doctor, like in an everyday world, mm-hmm. you don't need something like that because you can get to a doctor, they can straighten you out, whatever. Right. But in the end of the world, when there's no doctors, if you can just work something out that easy, it's, oh, put it on and fold it in the right spot. Mm-hmm. Excellent. That's huge, you right. know? Um 
uh, hand sanitizer may be a good thing. And they always say uh, rubber gloves. Yeah, latex gloves. Um, that was something I, not gloves. on my list. Uh, that uh, it's a good point. Having those around handy is now. Uh, not to knock them, a lot of the uh, the first aid kits come with a little first aid book, mm-hmm. like a how to you know right how to first aid manual. Mm-hmm. Right, so that might be cool. Um, cotton balls and Q-tips. Mm-hmm. Not hundred percent, but I, I think Q-tips can uh, be an issue sometimes. Where you know they could really help out. Uh, yeah, I used that uh, just the other day on the the dog's paw when I was trying yeah. to clean it out. Right, or even just getting in there with uh, the triple antibiotic or whatever. Right, you know, exactly. Who knows? Um, that's really all I wanted to add. Duct tape is actually maybe useful, but that's in your go bag or whatever. Yeah. Now. Do you have, like, what different stuff might you keep in, like, your car one or... Well, uh, one of the emails we got was talking about uh, a kit for going to the gun range. Okay. So, what would be different there? Um, The quick clock is definitely, you know, obviously, in your gun range, you don't have a whole closet. You have, you know, your first aid kit. So, what's going to be in your first aid kit there? Um chest seal that's not something you would necessarily have around but uh you know if you can seal up that a punctured lung that can add a lot of time uh to get to a doctor you know a collapsed lung is not a a nice plastic four by four bandage you can can, yeah you can make that out of a ziploc bag you can make it out of a trash bag but having something that's designed for it much better um you know that's basically what happens is is uh you're you're lung is bleeding outside of the lung and it's pushing it closed it's causing pressure and it's pushing it closed okay so you put the seal on there and as the air comes into the lung and drains out it comes out but it seals back up and doesn't let air suck into the inside of your chest cavity causing your lung to collapse so that's positive you can survive with a collapsed lung for maybe a day or two but you got to get to a hospital. You know, mm-hmm. if you get shot in the lung and there's no hospital, you're fucked. Wow. Yeah, that's it. That's it. You're done. So don't get ch- shot in the chest, uh, you know, after uh, after the apocalypse. Good to know. Uh, medical tape you want, rubber gloves you want, uh, disinfectant you want, um, and you want to have a good stockpile of bandages. Right. You know, with a, with a gunshot wound, it's a puncture wound, there's a lot of blood, you just keep packing it. If it starts bleeding through the, the gauze you have on it, don't take those off. Just put more gauze on top, on top and wrap it up. So you're just gonna, trying to stop the bleeding as best as you can. Just keep going over top of the same wound. And, uh, keep you know, pressure, huh? Yeah, keep pressure. Um, if you go online, you can find some, some pretty decent uh, gun range kits, medical okay. kits. Yeah. Um, Practical Trauma has a couple. They have um, Tactical tactical Gunshot Kit and a Combat Gun, um, Combat Gun Shot Kit. So that's, um, those are, I don't know, between uh, $80 and $180. So you're looking at a a good chunk of money. Or you can just buy some Quick Clock. What I would do is go online. Because I saw in Shooter, Marky Mark was like, fuck it, I got Quick Clock. Bam. Mm Mm-hmm. Problem solved. He's back in the game. <laughs> what I would do if you're trying to save some money, go online and look at these kits and look and see what they have in them. Yeah. Because you might and save a lot of money putting it together yourself exactly. rather than buying. And that's the thing. Like, I mean, if half the stuff you're going to throw out, 
then, mm-hmm. you know, when they're giving you the plastic tweezers or 50 freaking samples of crappy uh, Band-Aids. And, right. You know, I, I do got to say, though, one of the kits I bought came with, like, uh, anti-sting relief and, you know, for bee stings and this and that, all stuff. But I got to say, actually, now that I say that, one of the things I always actually keep in my first aid kit is Gel. Because it numbs, mm-hmm. and your kid gets stung by a bee, put a little Orogel on that. Really? Instantly. They're like, oh, it's good, thanks. <laughs> really? Okay. And you're like, oh, that's, you know, um, Orogel, honestly, a toothache. Yeah. But no, Orogel is huge, and actually, I buy it in the liquid in a jar. Um, awesome. It's paid off. My kid uh, ended up in the woods. He was little. He took a... Uh, they seem to have a lot of stitches over the years. I don't know mm. why. But for some reason, uh, you know how cedar's all knotty and has the sharp edges. Takes a log and decides to toss it in the woods. And, of course, just hooks his forearm on the inside and, and just tears it open. You know, like a huge, meaty, nasty mm-hmm. mess. It's like four-inch cut. Uh-huh. So I take him to the doctor, and they're like, oh... You know, here, I can do this. Two grand. No problem. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it ended up costing me three grand. So then the doctor goes, so when you need to get these out, what you should do is come back to the emergency room and I'll do it for you. Right. And right. Like, three grand. Yeah. Wait a minute. So yeah, I've, go, I've taken it out enough stitches to know that... Uh... So I go get some more <laughs> gel because this kid's a bit of a whiner. Right. Yeah, well, what can I tell you? So... I now mind you, he's like ten or something, so maybe you can be a winder at <laughs> ten. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's forgivable. But at that I, age. I smear a little orange gel on there, and I'm pulling the threads out, and doesn't know nothing, and everything's great. Mm-hmm. So when you're being the home surgeon, and you didn't go on the black market like Kevin suggested, uh huh, orange gel is freaking huge for for mm-hmm. that. But go on. Okay. You're back to your fake kind of wrapped up shooter I kits. I think that's the uh, gun yeah. rage kits. Uh, another place to check out is uh, Gauls Inc. Okay. They've got uh, they've got medical kits. Um, there's a few of them. If you all you have to do is search it, you can come up with some decent stuff. And like I said, I would recommend looking at what they have in them. Okay. And then maybe assembling your own kit if uh, if it looks a little too pricey for you. Um, yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, realistically. You're not getting away under like 40, 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it. Right. If you want to be prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? Maybe you need to get a better job if that's going to be too hard. No, I'm not saying you need to go put this kid together this weekend. Right. I'm saying over the next year, stock mm-hmm. it up. Yeah. And, you know, when you're at the grocery store, buy one or two things. You know, oh, I, you know, I need that triple antibiotic with pain relief. Mm-hmm. You know, bam, you know, knock it out. Yeah. Also, there are those, like, I, I don't know what they're called, but not like dollar stores, but you know how there's those kind of cheap, poor people stores that, yeah. I don't know. I go Half in the there stuff is in Spanish. and they have all the, <laughs> you, you've been there. Yeah. Okay. But there's one next to, you know, our tractor supply or something here, and I walk in there every time, and uh, and I go in and check it out. They have all that first aid crap. Yeah. For like pennies on the dollar mm-hmm. compared to going to CVS or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, maybe your Kmart or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what the place is, but it's unbelievable to me. I actually ran into a friend of mine at that same place oh, uh, a couple of weeks ago. 
and he was checking out. You spent something like $260. How do you spend $260 at that uh, place? Because I go in and I'm buying like Christmas gifts. I'm like, oh, Abercrombie and Fed shirt, like $8. <laughs> now, mind you, they only have it in like infant sizes or whatever. They have uh, all the Carhartt sweatshirts or like mm-hmm. six bucks. I don't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, the Carhartt sewn on crooked. Yeah, but... yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah. So you've been there, okay. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah, let's see here. Um, now, hiking first aid kit. Okay. Uh, when you're up in the woods, camping, hiking, uh, that's when weight really matters. If you're going to the gun range, you can just stick this, stick that in Maybe the in trunk the of your car. Or in right. your, your bag, with, right. yeah, your gun bag. But when you're hiking, you're up, you're doing 10 miles or something. You're not real close to uh, an ambulance yeah. necessarily. You're not real close to... Um, you know, any place where you can really get a, do a good job, clean it out. But you also have to think about weight and what's the likelihood of actually getting an injury. Right. You know, you don't want right. 60 pounds worth of medical gear that's, that's gonna for no reason. That's going to do more damage to you. Right. right. So, you know, the trick with that is to, to kind of streamline. You know, you want gauze, bandages, but two or three usually should, should handle anything you're dealing with. Sturry strips, those are real light, real small, real handy. Um, you want disinfectant, but you don't want to carry a jug of of rubbing alcohol with you, right. you know? They have those little pads, those alcohol pads, which are good. Iodine is good. Um, all right, well, it's, uh, you know, the tape, paper tape, or, you know, uh, cloth tape, roll gauze, scissors, tweezers, uh, needle and thread, um, and transparent film. Do you know what that is? It's like basically a, a clear plastic adhesive. Okay. Where you can put it over the bandage, and it'll keep it from getting wet. You know, if you're in a stream, or if you're even in the shower... It'll keep the bandage from getting wet and getting gross. You know, you basically just lay it over the whole thing. Usually, uh, the ones that I have are, are about maybe three inches by six inches, you know. So, put a sturdy strip down and then that on top of it. Yeah, I've seen that play out. That's that. Let's figure that's, out that's that. All right. Keep so, it lightweight. No, I just I get ideas and I want to jump in, but I'm like, oh, I don't want to cut them off. All right, so in my work van... I keep it pretty simple. And maybe I should, you know, if I'm trying to be more prepared, I should probably have some more, but I don't. What I carry is um, this spray bottle. It's called Bacitracin. It's a, uh, a disinfectant. Okay. Because I'm cutting my hands and putting them in disgusting, disgusting things all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I want to be able to spray it at least with, you know, disinfectant and clean right. it out. I come out, usually when I get cut... I end up putting electrical tape over it to keep it from dripping blood all over their carpet or whatever mm-hmm. when I'm doing a job. I come out to the truck after I spray it with the bacitracin, and then usually I just put more tape back on it, close it up. But, all right, whatever. So, that I have, actually I have a, a packet of quick clot, because I may get shot, I may shoot somebody, I may be in a car accident. Any of those three scenarios, I might want some quick, mm-hmm. quick clot. Number two, I have a little pill bottle with uh, filled with Motrin. Okay. And that's really it. Yeah, it's I mean, a that, good step up from, uh, from Tylenol. I, I, I like Motrin, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. The wife's always big on it, so I just go with whatever. It's easier to keep one thing. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Somebody came to our house and was like, oh, do you have Tylenol? And I'm like, oh, I'm the prepper. I have my huge bag. <laughs> And I go through and I'm like, I don't have Tylenol anywhere. Mm-hmm. I actually just went out and bought some just because. And just turned out I had 
I, I finally found some, and it had expired like five years earlier. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I don't freaking. Yeah. Use no, that. I'm making fun of Tylenol, but I have like a, a big industrial sized uh, jar yeah. of it in my my closet. Oh well, I buy Motrin in bulk, mm-hmm. and yeah, no, there I have Motrin through the end of the world. We're we're mm-hmm. good. Um, that actually, I I keep a allergy medicine like uh, Zyrtec or whatever, right. and. Kids are always banging that and whatever seems to get them through yeah, the day. And that's that's another or, thing that I didn't uh, touch on. That's uh, with medications is the allergy meds. Yeah. And uh, keep some day quill, quill and night quill. Yeah. Tablets in there they, too. They're easy enough for your you know permanent bag. So like I said, in my work band, it's not much, but it's something. Because you know how often do you freaking have the pounding headache in the middle of the day? You know, it's maybe once every couple months. Mm-hmm. But it sucks when it happens, you know? And you're like, oh, I have to stop at 7-Eleven and pay 8 bucks for freaking two Tylenol right, or something, right. you know? You know what I, I uh, noticed, and I told, my kid, I told my kid about this, is uh, if you got to have a headache, and it's not from banging your head on something, oh. you know? If you just have a headache, Drink start by, by drinking a glass of water. Yeah. yeah. Uh, dehydration is usually... Right. And it's easy to get dehydrated enough to get a headache without noticing it. Yeah. Oh, I drank a cup of coffee... And nothing else to today, right? You know, that's that's I usually. If I smoke cigars, from. it dries me out. Yeah, and I end up, uh, yeah, having to have something to drink. From, and yeah, or I need to mm-hmm. get, you know, something. But maybe I just want Southern Comfort with my cigar, and that's my excuse. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But uh, yeah, if you so, if you spend all morning drinking coffee and all evening uh, drinking beer, you're gonna be de- dehydrated. You know, that's... I've had that play out. Yep. You've got to... I you did gotta read that coffee throw doesn't a bottle dehydrate right you like people think. That if no, it's... Drinking, if they say it's equivalent to drinking water and just... Oh, really? I, I know. I didn't believe... But I know I get a headache if I just drink coffee all day. Right. So I'm with you. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, anyway, moving along. So the uh, the other story I had, you know, back to uh, having sutures mm-hmm. and, and actually what turned me on to that and buying my own and... And doing my little own uh, surgery kit. Well, one is because, you know, you watch Roadhouse. And, right, got you know, it. He does it. He's uh-huh. a man. And I'm like, shit, I should be a man like him. Mm-hmm. But actually what happened is uh same kid who had the stitches in his arm mm-hmm. thought it would be cool to tie his cowboy holster belt to the top of the bunk bed and swing. Turns out that plastic gun belt wasn't as secure as he thought it was. So he goes to swing like a pirate, because that's what you do. Uh, how old was he at this point? Four. Four. All three, right. four. Bangs his head on the uh, the bookshelf behind him. Busts way open. Like, damn it. You can see, like, skull. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's way gusher. open. And, and scalp wounds big, are... Yeah, it was scalp bad. wound gush blood. So me, who's like, never go to the doctor, I'm like, yeah, we got to go to the doctor. So we go to the emergency room, and of course, this is back when in the Navy, and uh, so the Navy ER is like, oh, you think the regular ER you're waiting three or four hours? Mm-hmm. The Navy ER is like, you know, 10 hours, something like that. So we come in, and there's like blood gushing everywhere, and I'm trying to stop it. And the lady's like, well, here's some paper towels. Just push these on his head. I'm like, really? Thanks. So we wait forever. Eventually, we get in there. I don't even see a doctor. I just see some corpsman guy. Mm-hmm. And we end up having... This kid's freaking out. We end up having to put him on one of these uh, stretcher boards with the Velcro straps. Uh-huh. 
you know, like for the, where they're afraid you break your back or something, you know, the backboards. So we strap him down. He's ripping out of the Velcro and, oh, you know, it's bad. So Hulking at the guy's far. like, you got to hold him down. And so I'm freaking grabbing him down and the whole thing. The guy's doing the stitches and he goes, well, you know, I really don't like that you came in here for this because this is the kind of thing you should be taking care of at home. And I'm like, really? He's like, well, you've done stitches before, like on a dog or something. And I'm like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm going to have to go with like, no. And he's like, yeah, you need to learn and and do this. Just watch me and pay attention so you're not coming back next time. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, I guess. And I'm sure now they'd be like, oh, that's child abuse when you're doing stitches on your kid. But that. At the ER, they were like, this is how you need to do it. So I was like, all right, no problem. So, but anyway, I went online, found a bunch of kits. And I was like, oh, this is pretty easy. It's kind of cool. Something to do. And again, it may pay off in a pinch. But I thought you wanted to know that story. I don't yeah. Know. Who yeah. knows? No, I've, uh, if you've ever come across somebody um, that had slit their wrists, I don't know if that comes up very often. Played out for that's actually I've been involved in that twice actually. Twice, two times. All right. Uh, First one I wasn't actually there. Did you Uh, consider maybe you need to select a better class of friends? (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah, actually, yes. (laughs) Yes. One was a uh, uh, somebody in the family had had basically went out on a on a cracker a coke binge. And then when they're coming down, they're having a hard time because, you know, you used up all your your, uh, good brain hormones and then now you're just depressed and feeling like shit. So he was in the bathtub and decided he had a box cutter, you know, did it and did it right. You know, you want to go, if you're trying to kill yourself, you want to go up and down, not perpendicular to your wrist, not across. You don't go in line with your arm. Right, right? in line. You want to open up the vein all the way up and he did it the right way. So, of course, his grandmother comes in the uh, bathroom and finds him passed out in a, in a bathtub full of blood. All right, this does sound like a familiar story I may yeah, have heard. Okay. Yeah. Um, I wasn't around that one. That was uh, a big, you know, rush to the, the ambulance thing. Yes. That's, that's basically what happens when you do it right. Um, one time I did, uh, did encounter that a person had done it the wrong way, perpendicular okay. to risk, but they had done about six or seven of them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was good, good gusher. Um, but with that sort of thing, first aid is key. You want to put pressure on that immediately. Stop the bleeding as fast as possible. Uh, before you go to the doctor, you know, what you ought to do, and what the right situation to do when you come across that is what your brain does naturally is panic. Panic and call it call 911, you, you know? You should panic. You should panic. Yeah, I mean, don't panic, run around screaming, but call the ambulance immediately. Then get pressure on it. Um, so... With that sort of stuff, when you have those, those gushing blood wounds, that's get to a doctor. The, yeah, for, you need to get pressure on it and get them to emergency yeah. care. You know, it's the same yeah. with a gunshot wound. If you get a gunshot wound, get pressure on it. Get a doctor. Yeah, and just because you can kind of stop the blood from what you can see squirting out, mm-hmm. not always completely resolved. Mm-hmm. Just so you know. All right. right, something like that. You can't band-aid, bandage now, it up until it's okay. I, you, I did you have, really need to get stitched I up. I did have a uh, buddy of mine and uh, who 
does a lot of woodworking. Mm-hmm. Working with the wood chisels. You know, they can be sharp. Right. You can get into trouble. So, sure enough, and, you know, he's been doing it for years, whatever, and uh, ends up stabbing himself in the wrist, cutting the artery, and blood squirting out everywhere. Mm-hmm. Luckily, apparently, he uh, just got his wife, got in the car, and went right to the hospital. And they were like, thank God you didn't call for an ambulance because you would have been dead. Mm-hmm. You were losing so much blood and whatever. So they stitch it up, same thing, you know, like we're talking about. And they close up his artery and, mm-hmm. and cinch it off. And that's the thing. If you can get in there and dig in there and, and find the artery and close it off, mm-hmm. um, you know, that was that Black Hawk Down, right? That right. guy with his leg and it was gross and they're digging up there. Yep. And he's like, I got to find it. And he's got the <laughs> forceps. Oh, and they showed everything uh, in that. Oh, cool. I was horrified. Anyway, so... This is, you know, what happened to this guy. So they get in there and they, they close it off. And he's like, all right, so do we have to come back and do some reconstructive surgery and all this? And at the R, they were like, you know what? Other veins will all of a sudden start carrying the blood and your body will take care of itself. Mm-hmm. And even though it was a main artery, it didn't matter. They were like, yeah, other veins will just take over and they'll become the main artery. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter. Yeah. And that just kind of blew my mind. I was mm-hmm. like, what? You know, you can just close them off? And- yep. It's amazing how, on one hand, uh, the body is so... so Delicate. Delicate. Gradual, and, yeah. yeah. And the smallest thing, you know, you think somebody's in a minor car accident and turn out, be, you know, turn out dead. And then other times, uh, the body's so resilient, it's almost designed for, uh, yeah. for recovering from these types of things. Yeah. Uh, it is. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um... Other little tidbit I have for you. Explosions and your guts bust out. Because who hasn't seen that play out? Right. You don't want to just push all the guts back in. Okay. It doesn't work. Doesn't You can't get no. them all in? So they're slippery, you right? do, They're slippery and it's like putting worms back in there. Mm-hmm. Just keep coming out. Seen this play out. What you want to do is you want to make like a pouch. Okay. And put their guts in a pouch and just tape it around their belly. Like a trash bag or and something? just hold it and carry mm-hmm. that with you. All <laughs> just right? carry your just guts around in this bag. And I guess this is what my life's guts. like now. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to try and get all those things back in there. It just doesn't work. Uh, so let me just tell you, don't waste your time. I was uh, looking up uh, tourniquets. Okay. And uh, it turns out... Yeah, you I was going to ask you about tourniquets. Tourniquets, uh, tourniquets are... In the right situation, are okay. Okay. Uh, you know, explosions where your your foot got blown off. Tourniquet. Tourniquet. Good call. Um, you know, cut a main artery. You want to use a tourniquet. Thing is, with with a tourniquet, you want it tight enough that you're cutting off the blood. Okay. But when you're doing that, you have to understand that you're, you're basically off killing off killing your leg. Yeah. You've got about two to three hours to get that tourniquet off to. Uh, get serious surgery and, and get it done. Okay. Um, so, uh, snake bite, poisonous snake bite. I've been doing, doing, looking into this. All right. What's the, I've heard, I've heard a lot of stuff and I think the overall suggestion is don't cut it open and try and suck out the poison. I've heard that's a negative. First thing you want to do is kill the snake. If you can do it without it, without it biting you again. All right. And then uh, you want to clean the wound as best as you can. 
keep immobilize the area, keep it lower than your than your can heart. Can I bite the snake? If you want, yeah. yeah. I mean, what? It seems only justifiable. All right. All right. I've bitten so, dogs before, you know. Clean the wound. Turn around, fair play. Clean it out. You want to you want to let it bleed for. 20 to 30 seconds because it might take some more of the poison out but putting on a tourniquet is not the best bet because the venom has already traveled yeah it's already you're not going to be able to suck it out because the venom's already gone into the body okay it's there's nothing there at that and that's it when they do it 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 squirts right like inject yeah it's an inject it's not a it's not just and you can see poison on it that's sitting there right it's injected right it's gone. It's into the blood. Right. So you want to remove off, remove any tight-fitting clothes or, you know, if it's on your arm, take up. your rings off, take anything, any it's jewelry gonna off. It's going to swell up. Right. It's going to swell up. Now, if you're, uh, if you're just in the woods by yourself, um, you want to walk, you want to walk die. slowly until you can get uh, cell phone service if you don't have it. Otherwise, just sit, sit down and call an ambulance and tell them where you're at. Because the more you move, the more your blood's going to pump through your body, the faster that venom's going to travel. They say you want to stay calm, you want to relax, because right. that's it. You want to slow down your heart rate. Right. And you want to uh, raise the bite area above your head, or above your heart, to keep less blood from pumping to that part of your body. I thought it was the other way. Yeah, no, below your heart. I said above. Below your heart. My bad. <laughs> keep it low. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know if it's above or below, no, but you want to do one low. of those. Yeah, you want to keep you want to keep gravity on your side. There you go. So uh, don't go running if you can help it. Walk to an area where you have cell phone service, and then sit down and call them. Make sure you know what kind of snake bit you too. If you can, you know, if if you have an ambulance on its way there, and you're at your house in your backyard. You tell them what kind of snake bit you because they may not have it at the hospital they're going to take you to. All right. You know, the antivenom. No, they don't keep a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think we talked about way back in maybe episode three or four. Right. If you cut the head off a snake, it can still bite bite you. you. Yeah. Go to. Um, All right. Is that what we got for first aid? I think that's what we got. Yeah. If anyone's got some suggestions on first aid kits or uh, something that we missed, they can uh, email us and let us know. There's a link of, uh, you know, we can add it to the show notes or whatever. If you know, like, the right first aid kit or, you know, the best one to buy, something you've had success with, shoot us an email. Maybe even if you just post it to our Facebook, I'll share it on there. We'll get it, get it worked out to the people. Um... Anything new in the news? Anything exciting? Yeah, well, you know, all that other, all the stuff that happens every couple months. You know, right. somebody shooting up an airport and uh, uh, yeah. torturing uh, handicapped schizophrenics. Oh, we needed to see that mm-hmm. in the freaking news. So, the only thing that I saw this week, it just occurred to me, is uh, the damn gun clubs are sending around emails again. And I swear, it's got to be just like a gun store that sends these things around. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't know how New York could be so ridiculous. Although, the well, two things, because they are that ridiculous. Mm-hmm. They're trying to pass a law in New York that you can buy 20 rounds every 90 days of bullets. That doesn't even make any damn sense. That <laughs> doesn't make any damn sense. What are you going to do with 20 rounds? 
That's not going to happen, but that's what they're trying to do. You can't even and, target practice with 20 uh, rounds. And again, that's just New York, but you know who knows? That's from the gun club. They had some link to it. I don't know. Whatever. I get these paranoia things. I try not to fly off the handle all the time. Yeah. But just know there's people working against you. Support the NRA and, you know, mm-hmm. do what you guys got to do to keep freedom, uh, yeah. you know. And buy some freaking bullets. Yeah. Maybe if Stock you buy up. some bullets, you won't have to panic when you see that we're <laughs> only going to be able to buy 20. Mm-hmm. When you hear, oh, you can only buy 20, you should be like, ha! <laughs> well, I'm glad I bought my 5,000 rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that, uh, what else? One more thing in New York, freaking the jackasses I see in the paper. Oh, you have to go to the state police. And even though you have a concealed carry permit, Register with the state that you have a concealed carry permit. And you have to do it by, I think it was January 1st, 2018. Mm -hmm. So I got that on the list of headaches from New York. Right. The reason I bring this up, I know the majority of you don't live in New York. The reason I bring it up is don't ever move to New York. In case you were thinking about it. He's a jackass. Mm -hmm. I'd freaking get my guns. The hell's wrong with people? Mm. But anyway, you guys want to check us out on Facebook, um, preppingbadass.com. We got a lot of cool articles, a lot of neat stuff you can check out on there. Um, you also may want to uh, check out our YouTube channel. And if you have any good ideas, any thoughts for uh, show topics, anything you want to learn about, anything you want me and Kevin to dig deep in, maybe you want to get our take. Mm-hmm. then shoot us an email at preppingbadass at gmail.com. Otherwise, stay safe, and we'll talk to you guys next week. could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep-sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! Oh! Look at that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.